My name is Jenny Bowden, and I believe that having the life of your dreams starts with doing things every single day that you're probably not very good at yet. I hope you come to this podcast daring to dream, daring to light your heart on fire, but also realizing that the end results of your efforts right now might be pitiful, might be so much less than you imagined they would be, and that that is okay. That is just the way it should be. Okay, I am here with my friend Vicky, and we don't even know exactly what we're talking about today. That's the problem, because this topic that we're bringing forward is kind of an elusive one, I guess, for both of us. It's something we're still trying to nail down. Um, I don't even know what to really call it. We'll just kind of start and see how it goes. Um, but we've, I think we've kind of both picked up on this question in each other a little bit and we're needing both of us to just like talk about it so we decided to make a podcast out of it is that what is that what happened that's pretty much what happened <laughs> I decided to make it into a podcast exactly because <laughs> I think we've talked about it briefly in very many different occasions where we feel we get where the other person is coming from but it's hard to articulate and it's hard to to actually put it into words what it is we're feeling and and how or why we're feeling that way. And we haven't ever really had like a good chunk of time either. Like we haven't ever been one-on-one <laughs> in a situation where we could just hash this out. So now is the time that we're going to do that. Hence the podcast. Well, exactly. It just <laughs> sometimes it just brings good things together this podcast. Um I guess I'll start just kind of talking about um, one thing I thought of instantly when I asked Vicky to do this, and I don't even remember what did I say, like, I don't remember what I said for a topic. It was something about dreams and why they're important. Yeah, like thinking ahead towards your dreams, but also not detracting from the happiness of now. And Vicky and I are both home with little kids, so we're kind of in the same <laughs> boat on this one, but I really feel like it can apply to so many different people in different jobs, in different circumstances, and so we'll try not to just make it specific to our circumstance, but our stories are likely going to have a lot of, like, poop in them (laughs) from the toddlers and the babies. Anyways, um, have you, Vicky, did you watch the movie Sing? The, like, it's with animals. I did watch that movie but I was very distracted (laughs) while watching this movie because of those said kids and toddlers that we have. So I don't think I've ever watched it in one sitting from very beginning to the very end. It's just kind of choppy. Right. All around, yes. Okay, well, at the end, well, there's this, like, in the movie, there's this character. The mom. The mom character, yeah. Yes. (laughs) And she just got me right there, that little, like, pig mom. And she... She kind of goes through her story and whatever. And then at the end, when she, like, just brings it all to the stage and just kind of shows everyone in the audience all this, like, passion and this fire and this talent. And I have watched the movie twice, and both times I, like, bawled like a baby. (laughs) But, like, under the blanket so my children or my husband could see me just, like, 
crying over embarrassing a pig. to watch or cry <laughs> to, you know. Yeah. But I, I think there's something, like, the fact that that was such an emotional thing for me, there's something in that. Like, there's something mm-hmm. in my heart that I don't know. Like, I don't know if it needs recognition. I don't know if it just needs to, like, be more creative or shoot for the stars a little more or whatever that is, but it's something. And do you want to kind of describe what that looks like for you a little bit? Uh, bursting out, I guess. And yeah. Making it. Oh. Wow. I guess I don't think I've ever really described or even told myself what making it looks like. Because I'm kind of just going with the flow. I know that sounds really weird, and I'm sure other people have their lives mapped out, but I don't in that respect. Um, I mean, I wanted to be an architect when I was a little girl, and I got a degree in neuroscience, (laughs) and now I do web development. So I don't think I could say, like, yes, I've made it, and once I'm doing this, I will have broken free from all the, you know... Whatever was holding you whatever back. Whatever was holding me back. Because I'm just kind of taking it one day at a time, one project at a time, and seeing where each thing takes me, I guess. Yeah. And tell us a little bit more about, like, where you're at right now. So you have two kids. Yep. I have a four-year-old, and I have a barely three-year-old. And um, I work part-time as a digital marketing um, person. I do all the web design and development and landing pages and copyright and everything to do with the digital marketing um, section of this company. Um, And I also own a very, very, very small uh, web development company that I do a lot of freelance work um, for random people I guess um and I'm also taking like graphic design courses and trying to get better in that respect so so that's a lot that's a lot (laughs) and the question I asked you like when we were kind of texting back and forth about this was just kind of like okay your husband has a great job he totally provides for your needs yep um you don't need to be working nope financially like there's no I have no reason to work really yeah so why why are you putting yourself through this like craziness what is that adding to your life what I don't I'm asking too many questions just go (laughs) um honestly at first I think I started out because being a mother just wasn't cutting it for me And I know that sounds really bad. I love my kids with all my heart. But, you know, after 24 hours of dealing with tantrums and potty training and whatever else, you know, being a mother throws at you, it just, it wasn't quite enough for me. Um, And I felt pretty lost and I felt um, a lot of despair. I felt like I wasn't being a good mother because I wasn't happy being a mother Mm. and so as I looked outside of you know my small little unit and 
kind of looked at all the options available to me and what I could do in that moment at that time to get out of that, I don't know, that frump that I was in, um, I came across a WordPress, um, I guess, course that and I that could happened. take online. So this happened two years ago. Okay. So my kids were still napping at the time. Um, they were more manageable, if that even makes sense. Uh, so usually I would, you know, carve out a bit of time every day, either at night or while they were napping to, to take this course. And it, they had, you know, it was pretty strict um, with their schedule. Whereas they had something every day that you could do. Mm -hmm. So Monday, Friday, Monday to Friday, they had, you know, either an hour's worth of work or 20 minutes worth of work, but you had something to do every day. And so I really like that because it was one constant <laughs> in my life that I could kind of attach myself to. Um, so I did that and, and I really liked it. Um, I had taken programming courses in, in universities, so I kind of felt that I knew kind of about that kind of stuff and I really liked that that aspect um, so I kind of dove straight into that um, and before I finished the courses I had uh, a client so I was pretty happy and excited about that and um, it kind of just went off from there um, I designed a website to attract people and word has slowly gotten out that I can do websites and um, so it's a very part-time gig but that's what I'm kind of doing now. And that's kind of um, in some ways the beauty of to me anyways like starting a business as a stay-at-home mom where you only have a certain amount of time in the day um, so it's, it's crazy to think about, but at the same time, um, it really would allow your business to grow really organically and really mm -hmm. like, it's not like you're starting out of university. You've got student loans to pay off. Yeah. You've got rent to pay. You have to sustain yourself on a business and, and there's stress and there's, um, all those layers to it. You can take one client here and there. You can refuse clients. Yep. You can get really good and hone your craft um, and have something in your life to think about while you're changing diapers and mall over <laughs> that's a little more creative, a little more academic, yes. and also be, yeah, just be building in this really, I don't know, to me that just seems really natural in mm -hmm. some ways, right? Yeah, and it's, I mean... It's gotten harder now that they're bigger. I usually have to work more at night when they're already asleep or mm -hmm. wake up really early before they even wake up. So that that aspect has been harder um, now that they're out of the napping stage but not in school yet. Yes, so that's where I'm at too. No one naps. <laughs> no one naps. And so you don't have that time for yourself anymore. And so through doing all of this, and I, I like working from home, but I realized it still wasn't quiet enough. And, and I, listening to myself, I feel like I'm like ungrateful or like, I don't even know how to express it. Like just, I can never be satisfied. But that wasn't quite the case. Or maybe it is. I don't know. Anyway, so I found a job outside of the home that mm -hmm. took me outside of the house three days a week um, for just six hours. So it wasn't like a huge amount of time, but it was enough. 
And I found that even though I was now busier, I was happier. Um, I The time that I had with my kids was more dedicated to them. Mm-hmm. And it was almost like I could finally separate myself from... Your kids? My kids. Mm. And find myself in that regard. Yes. So that I could be a better human being for myself, but for them too. Yeah. And this is really important. Like when you're... Like what she's describing, for those of you who are not moms with little kids, <laughs> is like a very real... When you are have been woken up in the morning every day, not by yourself or an alarm clock or anything... <laughs> And you've been woken up all through the night too, but like your first waking in the morning is someone literally like pulling at your hair or like drooling all over your face. Bowl of cereal. Yeah, or barfing on you or like something (laughs) really aggressive is happening right in your space from the very first second your eyes have opened and probably has been happening all during the night too and then will continue to happen all day. Like that's a, it's a long period of time. This is like, this is a hard job. (laughs) Yes. Yes. So, yeah. So you, but you found a way to manage it. Yes. Basically, which is only like you're taking, um, what, six times three, 18 hours Mm -hmm. out of the week, which is a pretty small percentage overall of the time that you're taking, like, of your kids. That's really small. And that's just working really well for you. Very well, actually. Um, it just all seemed to fall into place too. Like it was almost, it felt like it was all meant to be. <laughs> and I know that sounds corny, but it was. And it, now I'm almost struggling again. See, like I've just keep finding these areas of complacency and I'm like, well, I'm not having fun anymore. And so maybe that's part of the reason why I'm always trying to figure out something else to do. Well, yeah, you hit a plateau. Yeah. Like, do you feel like you hit that with your kids a little bit? Where things were like, you knew how to do babies and you know how to do, like, I guess a little you bit? Could say that. <laughs> I guess you could say that. And I keep thinking, maybe I want to have another kid. But then I keep thinking, like, no, then I have to start all this over again. Like to start all this over again I want to keep moving forward and I have all these other goals and these plans and these things that I want to do that having a child would definitely not totally totally not help me do any of it and so it's yeah I'm at a weird place right now I guess it's it's an interesting (laughs) place though like and that's why we're sitting here having this conversation I think because I think it's so important to like what is this? Like, what are these feelings? I kind of felt, um, I have three kids, Vicky has two. Um, and that kind of happened for me a little bit when I, after I had Benlin, it just, or maybe it was like a year after I had Benlin, it was just like the floodgates of all these things that I just like, I don't know if you call them dreams or aspirations or just like Um, ideas for myself or what I am or what I could be like just kind of came flooding in a little bit and it's like only snowballing more and more from there which for me like I really want to be home with my kids not just because like not because that's what my mom did or Mm -hmm. that's like something I really want 
especially like my mom had eight kids. I'm like, I only have three and they're only going to, so only, yeah, only (laughs) it feels like a thousand, (laughs) (laughs) but I'm like, I want to enjoy this time, but how do I, how do I bring those dreams in, still enjoy the time, still be present, but also still like not be like shortchanging the dreams because I feel like they're real and they're powerful and they're part of me. So I think because I definitely have felt the exact same way, (laughs) which is I'm sure other people feel the exact same way as well because you want that. You want to be there for your kids. Like that is the number one goal. You want to be there for your kids. And I thought the exact same thing when I was pregnant with my first child. I told my husband, I want to stay at home. I want to be with him. I want to give him that time. And I want to dedicate myself to being a mom. And I don't want to work. Like, even when they start school, I want to be there when they come home. I want to talk to them about their date. Like, yeah. these are things that I wanted before I even had kids. And then I had kids. <laughs> and they suck the life out of you. <laughs> I was just telling Vicky that it changes. It does. Well, there, you just don't understand how many hours it's going to physically take. Um, like I was just telling Vicky before we started that I once had this job, the most, well, I thought it was the most terrible job humanly possible (laughs) at that point. This was before I had had the job of being a full-time mom and the job was that they hired me um, to work at a canola oil packaging plant and it was rotating night shifts and day shifts 12 hours long and it was on the north side of Lethbridge so I had to drive ride my bike up and down loop up to get there (laughs) and back after the night shift Um, and then I'd get there and I had six hours to put bottles onto a conveyor belt just for six hours. You get like little breaks in between and then you just be putting the bottles on and then (laughs) it would switch. And then for another six hours of your shift, you would be putting these like more heavy canola oil (laughs) things onto a pallet. Yeah, it was. I really wanted to get out of like through school debt free. So anyways, I did this and I thought it was the very worst job and one of the reasons it was the very worst job is because it was so monotonous. It was, there were so many situations, well, sorry, the only situation, those two <laughs> situations were, com- like, there was no thought involved. You were just literally being used as, like, an inferior, like, a less expensive robot <laughs> or something. I don't know. It was so bad. But there are, not all the time, but there have been many situations during my career as a mother where I feel like I'm in that same place again, where I feel like... And you're not really living, you're just kind of surviving day to day. I mean, we talked about it a little bit with a newborn baby. Like, every three hours, you're sitting down with them to nurse them. And... It's through the day and the night. Through the day and the night. And so yeah. it's... You have to find something else to do while you're feeding them because if not you just and a book is too hard to hold because you're not you can't coordinate that (laughs) at least not in the early months nope and so you're left with what just your thoughts just your thoughts (laughs) in the middle of the night (laughs) yep yeah yeah 
and that and that can get real pretty quickly if especially if you're if you've been doing the motherhood thing for a long time what are what are my dreams what like where does my head go am I just is do am I thinking about dishes in those spare moments like am I reading definitely am I having time to read (laughs) these amazing books no like I don't have time to read all the books that I used to read so I'm not thinking about that sort of stuff I listen to podcasts now. That helps. So There you go. That's something productive. I just yeah. watch Netflix all the time. <laughs> and that yes. makes you feel like a slug. It like does. It, just... it does. It's not fulfilling in any shape or form. It's yeah. just kind of mind-numbing. And you run out of good quality things to watch very quickly. This is also, also. true. <laughs> it goes downhill. You keep just watching the same movie over and over and over because it's the only good one on. But, yeah, no. I hear you. Yeah. So you need to find something or else you just go crazy. And it's, and for every person it's going to be like, I think you said this to me earlier. It's just going to be such a personal journey Mm -hmm. to find that thing. That's really exciting to think about during those monotonous times. And I'm like Teal, my sister-in-law, even I know she went through a phase of like, and I think she still kind of does this. She really likes to cook. And so she had this cookbook that she loved and it was really extensive. And she's like, I'm going to cook a meal from this cookbook every night, which to me is like, I would That's never amazing. want to do that. <laughs> <laughs> like how many times can I make spaghetti in one week and get away with it? Because <laughs> that's what I want to do. Easy, simple. Yeah, exactly. But, um, I don't always make spaghetti. I make but other see, things. that's her goal. But that's what makes her happy. And that's where, where her that's mind where is her, going. Yeah. That's her passion. Yeah. Yeah. And she has six kids, so she needs something that will give her passion. Yeah. Because I'm sure it's not all, you know. Buttercups and but, daisies. <laughs> exactly. Or... <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And I don't know. I kind of think that when we talk about this, it's like you need that fire, but you also need to, and I guess this is the part where it can apply to other people too. Like, um, my husband, for example, he's like always full of ideas of like, I'm going to start this new company. We're going to move to France. When we were first (laughs) getting married, we're, um, I can't even remember the place of it. I think it was called Oman. It's near Yemen. We were going to move to Oman, sell everything we wow. owned. But then he realized we couldn't take our dogs. So thank goodness <laughs> Oman got taken off the table. Um, but he always has these ideas. And they're great. They're in some, on some level, they're great ideas. Um, but it's like, okay. Like for my side of things, he is the sole provider. So it's like, rein it in. Mm-hmm. Remember that you still have us and I think that's kind of how I need to keep looking at it too like okay these are my goals and ambitions but this like however how many years ago now 10 years ago where I am right now was my greatest goal and ambition and Mm -hmm. now I've created this and I've created these people and (laughs) I need to make sure I'm like doing that justice but also still thinking about the next, like it's okay to think about the next step and it's okay to incorporate the next I step. I think it's important to think about the next step. Exactly. And I, we kind of already talked about this, but when I was younger, you know, there's expectations of you when you're a teenager or whatever. I mean, 
go to school, um, get married, have kids, build a life, build a family, get a job. Like, there, there are certain expectations that you wish, you know, and I probably will have the same things for my children, that I want them to achieve these certain things in life. And when I, after I had uh, my second child, my daughter, I went through a what now stage of like, okay, I've ticked off all these boxes. I have, you know, I have accomplished everything that I set out for myself. Um, so where do I go now? And it was such a, it was a hard time and it lasted probably a good, about a year. Um, that I was just miserable because I had no direction. I mm. had nothing going for me. And I mentioned that I, I did want to be a stay-at-home mom and I did want to have, you know, be there for my children in that aspect. But after doing it day in and day out, I had been a mother for about two years at that point. And after two years, and I was exhausted mm -hmm. and bringing in a newborn and starting it all over again, Feels like you're going back into the it, trenches. Exactly. <laughs> and thinking, okay, well, once I get out of this, you know, this first year of my daughter's life where things get a little bit more stable stable and, and you know, manageable, like, what do I do? Mm -hmm. I don't know if I can make this my life for, you know, the rest of their lives because I don't think I can do it. And it was... It was hard, and I was miserable, and I was unhappy, and I was just lost. And so it's important to have those those little dreams after and continue to have dreams afterwards because once you accomplish something, like, what do you do? You have to keep moving. You have to keep thinking of things that you'd like to do and just go for it. Yeah, there's a phrase. You're either growing or you're dying. Like picturing a plant, right? There like you go. this plant right here is either sometimes it's dying and sometimes it's growing. It has these little and it needs water frequently because it's in such a little <laughs> pot. I'm showing Vicky my plant right now, but sometimes these stems are completely like they don't have anything yeah. on them because it's just it's dying. It's in the dying phase, and then we like rewater it again, and now it's growing. <laughs> it's in the it's growing again, but that's like yeah. us, right? If we're not if we're not reaching for something else, we're not just staying the same. It's mm -hmm. like, that's probably what you were feeling. You were feeling like, I'm like crumbling. It's this, it's a terrible feeling. I had nothing. I had nothing to reach for. Yeah. So. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And it kind of comes out of that. Yeah. Terrible phase because you're, you're already like sleep deprived and you're, <laughs> and so all of these things and everything seems more horrible. It's very similar to the night shift situation, oh, actually. I can imagine. <laughs> At Foods. <laughs> Just way worse. Because you have some nipples. It's your life. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Yes. And it's your life for, it's like your life potentially forever. That's what it feels like. Yeah. Because yeah. you can't, you can't see ahead when you're not sleeping well and you have. <laughs> A child that slowly, you know, well, like, solely depends on you to live. Well, you really aren't thinking about yourself. Okay, so here's my next question then. 
How does, and maybe neither one of us will be able to answer this, but I'm going to ask it anyways. How does someone go about finding a thing? Like if you're a mom talking to yourself when you were in that stage, what would you, like how would you direct yourself to find what you've kind of now found that feels really good? Well, I think, it's a good question. I think... If I were to talk, if I were to have to sit myself down two years or three years ago and kind of explain how to do it, I'd say, think of what your life was like before when you were happy or when you were content with where things were going. Like, like I said, I wanted to be an architect when I was a child. Things didn't quite work out like that and I've changed my mind so many times, but you kind of have to go back to before you were a grown-up, before you had all these responsibilities on you, okay. and decide what would you do if you had that opportunity again to decide whatever you wanted to. Yeah, like kind of like the more, not just the question of what you wanted to be, because I think I wanted to be a ballerina or something yeah. really dumb, Yeah. but like what are the, the more raw ingredients of like the things you enjoyed or the way you played or the way you interacted with other people maybe yeah I like how you say the raw ingredients because web development kind of can go along with architecture in some point like I took a bunch of like drafting courses and AutoCAD courses when I was in high school and I loved it right I absolutely loved it and so working in that regard creating something um, you know, those were, those were my passions when I was younger, being able to create something like project based. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, I really like how you, how you said that raw ingredients, your raw passions, I guess. Yeah. And that makes <laughs> a lot of sense to me too, because even like this podcast, um, it, it has given me just kind of so much life and direction and every night before I record it I think like there's no way I can do it tonight like today has been too <laughs> crazy my hair is too greasy like no one's looking at you <laughs> this is just not <laughs> I'm not prepared like all these things but then every time I do it it's just like the best thing I ever yeah. could have done and yeah when I think back to my childhood like my favorite beyond favorite thing was like sitting and listening to adults just kind of talk about life and anytime I could hear my parents having like a real adult conversation that was just, that was interesting. I just yeah. adored that. Um, and then even, I know at some point in my life, um, I'm going to do something entrepreneurial because mm-hmm. I was just always selling people stuff. Like always. <laughs> <laughs> so go. I'm not like, I don't know what it is yet and what it'll turn into, but I just know that, that like that will be part of, yeah. My story at some point. You and know what I mean? it's interesting that this, like, the path I took, mostly I allowed myself to take it because it was convenient and doable at the time. Oh, that is so good. That is this podcast, Vicky. And good job. so, like, there was another, another dream of mine a long, long time ago was to be a speech therapist. And I thought in my mind, you know, I could have a kid 
then like I like planned it all out on okay. the timeline. Right. And I thought, okay, I'll graduate university. I'll have my first child. When he or she is one, I will go back to school and get my master's in speech pathology. Okay. As one does. As one does. <laughs> and go from there. Right. So that, in my mind, that seemed you, like it was plausible and, and can, doable. <laughs> and you can see why your poor world came crashing exactly. down a little bit. Exactly. <laughs> Later on when you realized, nope. <laughs> yeah, a master's degree with a one-year-old, I would have died or killed my a, husband or my child. A like, thousand deaths. Yes, yeah. like it was not, <laughs> I mean, there's this whole thing of, yes, you can do it, achieve for your goals. But you, also don't be an idiot. Exactly. <laughs> and so the route I took was doable. Yes. It, it was not always easy. But it was doable, yeah. and I knew that I would be able to manage it with two kids. Doing something else maybe would not have been possible. And that is, like, the best advice because <laughs> it can always evolve and turn into something bigger, like what oh, you yeah. start with. Yeah. But start with something. And it has. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, you didn't so. – you probably, when you started that course, didn't – like, you – hope that it's going to turn into something. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, I mean, you always hope. But now, like, I'm doing a lot more graphic design work, especially for my job, than I ever thought I would ever do. Right. And I love it. It's great. And which made me realize, okay, maybe I should probably learn Photoshop and Illustrator and all these other things. Opens up this whole can of worms. A little bit more. Exactly. And so now I'm looking into that, and and it's just evolving. It's constantly evolving. And just like you, like, I know I want to do other things. Like right now, I'm actually looking to start like a like an e-commerce shop and like donate a good portion of my profits if I make any to like nonprofit women organizations. Like that's my next goal right now. Yeah. And I'm thinking, okay, well, I have to learn how to do some of these other things first before I can reach that point. But how much better of a place to be in is it to have to rein yourself in and have to have too many things than to have this, like, blank page in front of you of what this is my is life? This is very true. Right? This is and that's okay. True. Like, we can do that. We can we can rein ourselves and we can say, you know what? I have this much time in a day. Like, this has to be yeah. my, this has to be both my work and my hobby because that's all I have time for and that's okay too. Exactly. Right? That's That's true. I would also say maybe prioritizing things. I mean, everybody will tell you that enjoy your kids at this stage of life because you'll never get it again. Yeah, right? like all the old ladies in the yeah. grocery store. And you're like, do you even remember what it's like having toddlers? I don't yeah, think they like do. Yeah, like holy rose-colored glasses. Seriously. I love my children. I think it's important <laughs> that we both just take a moment to say. We love our kids. They're wonderful. And there's so many moments. I think we uh-huh. said this earlier, like that people will say like oh that moment like those moments when you're just breastfeeding your baby and like you get moments like that but you're breastfeeding that baby every three hours for like 24 hours around the clock 95 percent of that time is just exhausting and your toddler is banging you on the head with something while you're doing it like it's just not gonna be awesome anyways 
I would say, like, my house right now is a mess. I'm not going to lie. It's a mess. It's, like, the very last thing on my list of priorities. Because I have so many other things I'd rather be doing than the dishes. Like, I'm not going to lie. And I think that's okay. I think that's okay, too. And I actually wanted to bring that up, so I'm glad you said that. Um, So I have this theory that one of the reasons that being a homemaker or a home manager, as Elizabeth would call it, or whatever we are right now. CEO of your household. CEO, (laughs) domestic goddess, whatever you are, I feel like one of the reasons that it gets feels so mundane and so exhausting is because you're, like, you're just redoing the same things Mm -hmm. over and over again, right? Like, you dirty the dishes, you clean the dishes, you put them away. The floor gets dirty, you vacuum it every Thursday or whenever you do it. And it's just like same thing over your, something's getting messed. You're putting it back to like the status quo basically. Mm -hmm. So there's very little feeling of growth. There's very little feeling of productivity. If all we're doing in a day Mm -hmm. is putting things back where they were before, literally like that's because you can't see any like achievement in it yeah because you do it all the time yes (laughs) exactly that's why my seven-year-old knows how to fold his own laundry because I feel like I have way better things to do and when I say fold I mean mostly he just throws them in like roughly in his bin but fine by me yeah (laughs) because um because I want like I want the creative parts of being a mother. Like for me, Mm -hmm. um, designing my home and making it a really, like a space that really feels like me and doing something Mm -hmm. to kind of like foster that feels like I'm moving. much better time spent than the dishes. Yeah, sometimes. And sometimes the dishes can take prior, like you need to do them. But other times... No more clean dishes. Yeah. (laughs) That's why I have very little dishes because it forces me. People come over and there's no extra dishes, but it's okay. Or when you're out of clean laundry, it's probably time to do the laundry. It's probably time. But, I mean, it's okay that they take a back seat sometimes. Yes, because if you're choosing between having laundry that's always done and feeling fulfilled and present for your children, like, what's more important? What's the better Mm -hmm. win? And I think sometimes that's the choice that you have to make as a mom. Or, if, yes. or yeah, or you're maybe spending that time working on your website or whatever that is, and that mm-hmm. makes you feel like, I killed it today. Whereas exactly. doing the dishes sometimes might not have that same effect. <laughs> Unless your house is really dirty and then you clean all of it, <laughs> then you're like, yes, yes, <laughs> score. <laughs> That's true. It has, to be dirty. it has to be dirty enough so that you can feel that. That you've achieved something yes. that day. Yes, yes, I agree. Okay, so I feel like we've pretty much covered most of what we've set out to cover here today, Vicky. And I feel like we've done a good job. Do you have any last words to say on the subject? My last words, as I just mentioned of my timeline of you know getting a master's degree I think it's important to write out goals and plans and dreams that you have for yourself but also remember that 
life continues day in and day out and to not get impatient with where you're at right now I that happens to me a, a lot all the time where I'm like well I want to do this and I want to do this and I want to do this but I can't because you know laundry needs to be done or my kid is sick or I have to do this for his preschool class or you know life happens and so I think it's important to be flexible and to realize that it's okay if it doesn't happen right now yes to just continue on that it will happen but it might take a little longer than you want it to yeah and I think there's so much value in consistency here too Mm -hmm. just like I love that like as you were describing your course it was really manageable but it was also something you did really consistently so you were able to Mm -hmm. develop um a pretty like broad range of skills that you didn't have before um over over a longer period of time right with these small little steps so yeah Mm -hmm. to not want to like I remember I don't watch movies hardly ever these days because I just feel like that same urgency like I just have so much things I have so much stuff that I want to do and so but there is one movie that I watched three times now Uh, I don't know if you've seen the Guernsey literary literary and potato peel pie society wow (laughs) no I I just like didn't sell it by saying that title to you at all but she's a writer and my degree is in um literature And so I just saw her, like, there's this montage of her writing this novel at one point in the movie. And I was just, like, drooling over it because she's in in this little apartment and she's just huddled, like, writing into the wee hours and just, like, eating little scraps of toast and just, like, totally (laughs) immersed in this project. And I just thought, oh, that would feel so good to just be able to totally immerse yourself in. To forget about everything else and just... Yeah, in like a totally creative space and I just like need to realize that right now this season of my life isn't about passionately creating for days um, like I used to in university where I'd like just write a paper and like a small go yeah just go and just let it all it's about taking 20 minutes here and and learning to be creative in a very small or productive or whatever and, yeah. or grow in a very small time frame, which is, I think will serve me well if I can nail it down <laughs> eventually. Consistency. Yeah, that's probably one of the hardest things to do. And I particularly have trouble, like, staying with certain things. I don't know if that's just me, but... No, I, it's not. A lot of my, like, dreams and, I don't know, passions, if you will, tend to fizzle out, like, once I get started or get, like, a good chunk in, I'm like, yeah, <laughs> I don't really want to do this anymore. Yeah, that's how everything works. Like, every renovation that you see in this house, we get 50% in, and Hans and I are both like, yeah, I think we made a mistake. Like, I wish we never started this. Right. And so I, that, like, that's really hard for me, personally, to kind of move through it and say okay like I gotta finish this and so I that also leads me to the tendency of starting many projects 
at the same time or at different times because I'll lose interest in one thing and be like, well, I'm going to do this now. And yeah. Then, uh, and so I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing, but maybe having a couple of different dreams or goals to be working on instead of just, you know, one thing. Oh. But that's just me. I Maybe some people are more like, let's get this one thing done and that. I don't know. For me, on. that's a totally great strategy because as someone... I use this analogy for my life way too much, but I did not like doing math homework because it was a mystery to me (laughs) always, okay? So I would get to the sheet of math, whatever problems or Mm -hmm. questions, and I would look at them, and I would instantly just want to, like, go away and do something else. But the cool thing is when you can start with just, like, one problem that makes sense to you, Mm -hmm. start there, and then... You get bored of that because math is super boring to me. Um, But then you can go switch to something else and then, and flip flop. And I think, I think that's really healthy. And I think there can be consistency in that too. Yeah, that's true. If you're maybe one week work on one thing and then the next week work on the other thing. Yeah, or when something, when you hit a wall with something, you put it away for a little while. That's actually strategy at Juilliard too. Um, what my sister is a very accomplished violinist and she was telling me that at Juilliard they'll practice a piece and practice a piece and practice a piece and then they put it away for like a large amount of time I think it's like six months to a year and they completely put it away and then they come back to it and the reason they do that is because then refreshed yeah your your eyes are fresh you're seeing things Mm -hmm. differently you're playing it you're you come at it it's not just this because you kind of if you've played music before, you um, you get to a point where you've kind of killed the piece almost. Like, it's not really music anymore. It's just kind of... Like saying the same word over and over and over again. And it sounds like, weird. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, so I think that's really helpful because we're not talking about, um, like, feeding a family right now. Like, we're talking about things you do basically with the tiny bit of spare time you have to further your dreams and so those should if they if they start feeling dead put them away put them in a drawer yeah. right because then you don't find that drive and that passion or that you know the happiness that it once brought you and so why are you yeah gonna do it and then take it off and dust it <laughs> again later and try it again exactly. if, if you want to or don't like there's no yeah it's true i like it i like all the things we've it's talked so about and too. I feel like I'm glad we recorded this. I can listen to it again and actually figure my life out. Yeah. Oh, I don't think I'll ever have my life figured out. But I'm getting there. Yeah. It starts to puzzle piece after puzzle piece for me. Like, okay, that part clicked. Now on to the... The next. Yeah. Exactly. Thanks so much, Vicky. No, thanks for having me. Really appreciate it. It's been fun. At this point, you are probably so filled with new ideas and new insights, and you just need to talk to another person about how it's all going to go down in your life. Visit me on Instagram. I'm Jenny Bowden there as well, and I'm always happy to answer any direct messages. But while you're there, make sure you throw up a screenshot on your stories or something that'll connect your community to this podcast so that you'll always have someone to chat with about an episode that you love.